All right, we're back here at the Prudential Center, Newark, New Jersey, home of the New Jersey Devils, Merrimack, and Yukon. Tied one to one. We're waiting for Braxton to see if he join us, but. Uh, the yeah, we have an opportunity here to talk with Adam Woden, managing editor of College Hockey News. Happy Halloween. Yes, thank you. Uh, I notice uh, people disguised as empty seats here. That's the obvious joke. I'm sorry. It's too obvious, but, you know, but uh, it is what it is. But, you know, the game is good. Uh, a lot of penalties, obviously, but uh, this is my first real taste of getting to see UConn since I think they were in the MAC. <laughs> wow, that's right. Yeah. That was uh, a long time ago. So, yeah, that's, uh, I'm glad I'm glad this I'm, I'm glad the games are here, believe me, but uh, I think they, you know, I'm not sure what you guys have talked about so far, but I'm not sure how long it's probably going to be at this particular venue. Uh, I'd like to see them try some other spots. Yeah, give us a little background on the tournament, the Liberty Hockey Invitational. It's the second year. It really started back whenever as the, the Ivy Showcase, right? Right, and then and the whole idea started because the Ivy League schools can't start playing until November, so this was a way for uh, some of the Ivy schools to play each other and get themselves their seasons started. Uh, right, without having to play teams that had yeah. already been playing for a month. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, and, and it was, uh, Brown and Dartmouth were involved. Now, they're, I believe, playing each other uh, in non-league games this week in a different spot. So uh, I, think, I think they had an exhibition game last weekend against each other. They might have anyway. Right. And Oh, and they do that too. So Yale, Yale, Princeton here. And then, you know, Cornell historically has started out with a pretty tough week. So uh, they're starting out with Nebraska-Omaha this week. Um, so, you know, but that's the gist of it. That's the reason. I mean, I, I so I definitely am on board with the uh, rationale for having it. But uh, originally it wasn't here. That was a few years ago. Last year was the first time it was here. And, uh, you know, any attempt to catch the lightning that uh, the Madison Square Garden game has been catching the last few years certainly uh, uh, not really was ever going to live up to that. So, you know, it's uh, they've talked about Brooklyn. You know, I... It, 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 I don't see them really being able to do it with these teams. They don't have large enough followings in this area to really fill an NHL-style building. Now you're talking about, I mean, Yale and Princeton look like they're going to be in it for the near future, right? And, and uh, uh, Princeton effectively as the host, but uh, they're a little bit little ways away, right? I mean, Princeton probably doesn't have that much of a following around here, but Yale, as you mentioned, you know, they're further away, even though they're coming off a title a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. You know, do they need, want to get big, big name teams into this tournament? I mean, it depends on what they're, you know, if, if, the, if the Devils in Newark are giving them the ice time for free, I suppose they'll take it. But, if, you know, they're, they're, if they're paying for it, they're never going to make up their costs. So, I, you know, so like, you know, they still want to play each other, but, like I said, might not necessarily want to be here. I mean, Yale's got a very good following back in New Haven. They filled right. the building, you know, 3,500, 4,000 people a game, especially they've been good lately. And, you know, it's standing room only there. And uh, when they were in the NCAAs, they actually traveled pretty well. Uh, so, I mean, they definitely do that, but, you know, this is, you know, first game of the year, really a, a non-ECAC game, and, you know, you're not going to get people to come down from New Haven. From, you saw how difficult it was for you to get here, so <laughs> same drive for them. Now, Princeton, of course, you know, Princeton is, uh, you know, when, they, when they're at home, uh, they get, you know, certain alumni show up to every game, and, you know, depending, they'll get 1,500 to 2,000, only sits about 2,100 in there. Uh, when they've been good, they you know they've gotten crowds, but you know to expect I mean, mostly that is, is is honestly season ticket holders who every year you know they've they've had them for a hundred years because that's you know they went to Princeton like fifty years ago and they've just kept getting them uh, local you know local you know high school or you know local youth organizations and and students and so none of those really will come and travel even though it's only 
know, actually, this is right where I came from today. It's, it's less than an hour, although this, this time of day I had it took me an hour and a half, but uh, you know, it's not that far. So, you know, it, it's it's never really going to do anything. I hope I hope no one really thought that it was going to. But again, that's not to put the uh, not to put the damper on what you know the purpose of this is, which I still think is a good idea to have these schools uh, sort of playing each other here. Yeah, and I, and I still say, you know, anytime you have an opportunity to play in a tournament, especially in a building like this, uh, you know, it's great for the schools, the teams, and the players involved and everything. Um, uh, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see in the upcoming years. I think there's some other hockey schools coming in, Maine. You know, maybe some teams with bigger followings uh, that might help in that regard. But at any rate. Uh, uh, you know, and, and it's an opportunity, as we said earlier during the broadcast, for any of the teams here to put together a couple of wins and get a trophy early, early in the season. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I'm just be curious to see if they they try other spots. Uh, you know, Brooklyn, like I said, I mean, Trenton's a, another one. It's only in, you know, I think six, seven thousand seat building that they could give it a shot to. It's a little bit farther for Yale, but you know, uh, I'll, I'll, let's, you know, we'll see if they move it around. So, you know, for now, it hasn't gained traction here, but. Talking with Adam Woden, managing editor of College Hockey News, and uh, well, let's talk about big picture, uh, you know, national stories. Uh, uh, it's interesting that this whole situation with the, I guess, the Big Five conferences, you know, in, in sports that can give, sounds like they may give, may or, or will give money to student athletes, and uh, including Notre Dame and Boston College as well, among hockey schools and the Big Ten schools too, but I, I think that's it, right? Everybody else is kind of out of that, so... Uh, eight schools can yeah, do it. Yeah, so eight schools may be giving money beyond scholarships to, to players, and uh, I mean, how's, how's it going how's it to affect things? What, what's your take on it? Man, the, the whole thing is so convoluted, right? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be so many years of battling it out in the courts. Uh, I don't know how how far it's going to go, but as, in terms of the, the short term or the medium term, you know, these schools are definitely going to be allowed to offer extra funds to athletes. Uh, you know, whether the hockey programs will be given that opportunity at the schools remains to be seen. I mean, I, I, you know, the football programs at those schools bring in boatloads of money, so certainly they'll do it, but at least they're all playing against each other. Uh, that means they'll be allowed under rule to be able to do it to any of their sports. Now, like I said, it remains to be seen whether they'll actually give the hockey coaches the ability to say, hey, you know, here's an extra $5,000 or whatever it is per player. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, so... Well, you know what's going to happen? I mean, we had Joe Bertani on last week or the week before, and, and I think one of the points he made was, well, you know what, if, 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 let's say it starts happening. Let's say BC and Notre Dame do start to... Which, which they may not. I mean, knowing Jeff Jackson, it's possible that he wouldn't, right? But, but at any rate, uh, you know, if they did that, he says, this, I, 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 this is what the commissioner said, was, well, you know what? <laughs> the other schools are going to want to do it too, right? I mean, and, and then what happens? I don't, I don't know because... Well, I don't because, think they'll be allowed. Well, but that's the thing is you're going to have schools in, in a league where some of the schools are falling under the, the, the you know, that other ruling with, the, with everything else and, and starting to give uh, money in those sports. Playing in a league with, with other schools that can't do it, what, I don't know. I don't know how it gets resolved. I don't. I don't know how it gets resolved either. The, uh, I don't think that they'll be allowed to do it by NCAA rule. Even even if let's say Hockey East made a rule that said, you know what, since they're doing it, you can do it. Because the Ivy Leagues did that in, in, in a sense. Because uh, uh, Princeton, Yale, and Harvard started to give free tuitions for anyone making under 150. It was a sliding scale. You know, like 150,000 and down, you would get more and more tuition uh, given for free. And that was across the board. So it was. An unfair advantage for athletics, so the Ivy League passed a rule that said, well, you know, Cornell, Dartmouth, and Brown could give uh, aid up to that 
same figure in order to balance it out. So in a sense, they're almost giving scholarships, but just under the guise of academics, the uh, or need-based essentially. Um, but so I mean, it's possible they could pass that, a similar rule, let's say in hockey East, but I don't think the schools would be allowed to by NCAA rule. I don't. I have no idea. So it, all, it all needs to be played out. But like I said, there's also all sorts of court issues that are going to take place, Title IX issues that are going to bog this down. I mean, to me, the the, the rulings don't make a lot of sense. But um, the NCA also doesn't help itself because uh, their leadership right now is uh, says some pretty ridiculous things that make that make their arguments sound pretty dumb. Uh, I think they have good arguments, but uh, they're not arguing them. So you know, this is what we have right now, which is uh, going to be a bit of a mess going forward. I think. All right, Adam. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it, especially on short notice. Uh, again, uh, happy Halloween. If you were going to dress up, what would you be? Well, you know, I, I, I thought I was an empty seat, but you found me. But uh, <laughs> I, I am the most curmudgeonly Halloween guy in the world. You yeah, the no, why I'm here. Wait, so. wait, 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 wait. You don't not have to add Halloween to that statement. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I turn off my lights and close my door and leave my house. That's why I'm here. So yeah. you don't want to ask me what I I've dressed up once in 20 years. <laughs> All right. Grumpy old man's been our guest here in the second intermission. <laughs> thanks a lot, Adam. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks. All right. Adam Woden, managing editor, College Hockey News, has been with us. The score after two is UConn 1, Merrimack 1. John Leahy and I will be back to recap the game to this point and get ready for the start of the third right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.